What's up, fine folks? Welcome to episode 20 of Double Tapped. I'm Jay. I'm Tanner. And Tanner. Yeah. We knew episode 20 was going to be special. That's true. It's what a we didn't fun know. Fun number. Yeah. Was that PlayStation was going to do the job of making it special for us. Correct. So we had we had plans. We're going to push those plans off for at least a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. PlayStation announced that they were going to do the official uh, PlayStation Showcase for today, the day we were filming this, yep. which is Thursday, uh, September 9th. Yep. We will have all of that recap for you here in just a little bit. Yep. First off, though, we're drinking Bud Light. Yeah, we are. The official beer of the NFL, because kickoff is tonight. Bucks versus Cowboys. Who you got? Go football. Uh, Bucks. Yeah, I think it's, Bucks by about 12. Yeah. I, maybe not. Maybe that's a little... Nah, that might be a little rich. I'm going to go... Maybe about 10. I'm going to go 31, 24 bucks. That's about what I was thinking. I think earlier my thought was like 27, 24 bucks. That's fair. I think fair. they give it a little more cushion than that. Yeah. But I also think Cowboys could score a little more than that. But I That's still don't true. see them scoring enough. Anyway. There's your football analysis from a gaming podcast. Exactly. Tanner, what you been playing? Uh, I assume that you and I have been playing only the same game, which is Hades. Okay. Uh, uh-oh. I just played. I haven't been able to play a ton, but I have I been playing either. some Hades. To be, to be fair, I haven't either. Uh, how far have you made it? Because I don't want to spoil anything. I've still only gotten to the Bone Hydra. Have not defeated okay. the Bone Hydra gotcha. yet. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have played a little bit further than that. Okay. I have not gotten my first run completed yet. Uh, I'm still on the ways to that. Of course, I, I did it several times on PC, but even with the experience that I have from playing on PC, it's been long enough that I'm still having to relearn the game and. Uh, it's still a matter of do you get the right combinations of things sure. to build your build your run out. Uh, so that's basically all I've been playing. I've been playing some more Dead by Daylight. Uh, they just released the Eraserhead Killer. Mm. Uh, so now, uh, or no, sorry, not Eraserhead, Pinhead. Pinhead, yeah. Uh, from Pinhead is in it now. Uh, what is the name of that movie? D- D- Death, Demon, Hell, Hellraiser. Hellraiser, that's it. <clears throat> Thank you. I don't know why I said Eraserhead. I saw that on HBO Max last night. Um, yeah, Pinhead's in it. Uh, I've not played against Pinhead yet, but it's it's just been the sort of, I have 30 minutes, I'm going to play a game of that. And as well as uh, as well as some Rocket League, which oh, is always just you know course. on the back of my brain. But I've not been playing much. This has been a very busy week for me. Yeah. Uh, and so I've not had a lot of time to play stuff. What about you? Yeah, coming off of what was, you know, a relaxing but still like action-packed Labor Day weekend because I was like not doing work but still doing a lot of things. Sure. And then coming back to work and going to bed at 9.45 every night like an old man. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been playing a ton. Right. But did play a few runs of Hades. Still, you know, enjoy it thoroughly. It's a very fun game. Yep. Got a round or two of Slay the Spire in there. Nice. But did purchase but have yet to start Ghost of Tsushima Director's Ooh, Cut on PS5. Nice. I'm very much looking forward to playing it again. Yeah. Uh, love Ghost of Tsushima. We've talked about it quite a bit on this show. Sure. So very much looking forward to playing that. And there's a lot of things that I'm looking forward to playing because we just heard a lot about a lot of stuff. We did indeed. And we'll come back to that. There's a few other things we need to talk about first. Sure. First off, DC Fandome will return on October 16th with updates about Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Okay, interesting. Tanner, how are... What's your excitement level about these two games? Uh, so Gotham Knights, for those of you who don't know, is the Batman uh, sort of Arkham-based game, yeah. but it's based about uh, the sort of subsidiaries of Batman, uh, the understudies, the underlings. Sure. So it is, what is it, Nightwing? Nightwing, Batgirl, Red Hood. 
It's Robin. And Robin. The fourth? There's, yeah, because okay, yeah. I think it's Tim Drake's Robin. Right. I think is how it is. Um, so the four of those, and it's sort of like that asynchronous single player, I think, that kind of like GTA Five did, but it seems like you can play it together with mm, people. Yeah, potentially some co-op action. Uh, but that's being developed by Warner Brothers Montreal, right? I think WB? The, yes. It's at least yes, WB, right. but I you're think right. it's WB Montreal. Rocksteady is Suicide Squad. Right. So Gotham Knights, as someone who didn't play Arkham, what's the one that WB did? Origins. Origins, thank you. Uh, as someone who didn't play Arkham Origins, which I heard was good. It's underrated, for sure. Uh, I have tempered expectations. I don't know how I'm going to like the whole four, four protagonist thing, yeah. which seems like it's going to happen in, in Suicide Squad as well, maybe. Uh, I am more excited for Suicide Squad than I am for Gotham Knights, though. Uh, just because I I know and have a, a better track record with, with Rocksteady. Um, I really like some of the characters in Suicide Squad. Obviously, they were pulling some from the movie mm-hmm. uh, with like King Shark being there as well. So I think overall, I'm decently excited. I'm probably more excited to see the trailer for the Batman. Definitely. Uh, than anything else that might be announced yeah, on, on the DC Fandom. Movie. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of with you. Um, no spoilers for Arkham Knight. No. But Gotham Knights is, even if it's not a canonical successor to Arkham Knight, it is, a, at the very least, sort of their own take on what would happen sure. post-Arkham Knight. Yeah. Um, and we have you know made it known that we are not wild about the way the story turns went in Arkham Knight. Right. So I'm a little skeptical about how good of a story they could realistically tell, especially now that, you know, Certain characters might be, you know, changed in in different ways and presented differently. Yeah. If you have played Arkham Knight, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, Yeah, I'm just not overly enthused by by the story potential of that game. On the other hand, I do think there's a lot of interesting story potential in Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, as it is subtitled. I agree, yeah. Um, The one thing that I think they're going to struggle with getting me... Like, I don't know how you can possibly kill superman i guess kryptonite has to be involved sure you know is it confirmed that's what they're doing or is that their goal i mean that the that initial story trailer you know right he was the only teased villain yeah yeah so villain well yeah we'll see how that plays out but i do like the the seeds that we've seen so far for that more than the seeds we've seen because we've seen a little bit more of gotham knights i think it's a little bit further along Yeah, we've seen gameplay of gotham knights yeah Uh, Do do we have a date for that I don't know. I don't we think do. we have an exact date. Um, I assume that would probably be forthcoming with this yeah, next trailer. I, I don't know that we'll get a date for Suicide Squad, but uh, hopefully, because Rocksteady's been quiet for a while now. So that seems like a game that's probably primed for like holiday-ish next, next year. Next year, yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me, especially with the current like wave of you know Suicide Squad. Even though I, tangent, I'm annoyed by the way people are talking about the Suicide Squad as a bomb. I had like bombed at the box office. Wait, people are really? Yeah. Because it did bomb in like its sense. Financially? Yeah, but oh. like not only did it it's release. COVID. And it's day and date on HBO Max. Right. So I'm like, there's a lot of factors. Yeah. And I think everyone agrees that it was a much better movie. So I don't oh, see yeah. them like burying that IP just because this no, one didn't no, no. like get as much as the box office as the first one. Which well, I think, shit. Bir- I think Birds of Prey did pretty well box office wise. So I would imagine they're smart. They're going to account for do- people doing exactly what we did with that movie. Yeah, we have never, as a group, gotten together in someone's living room and watched the movie before. But that's what we did for this, um, just because of the state of it. And hey, it's free. You know, yeah. I already have HBO Max. Let's just do that. So that is gonna. There are more eyes on it than the box office would would uh, like allow for. Yeah, and HBO seems pretty, or Warner, I should say, seems pretty, uh, like they're sticking to their guns of the 
everything that comes out in the theater comes out day and day. Like, yeah. uh, Reminiscence did that. Uh, Malignant, which comes out this week, is doing that. Uh, all the other big releases, DC or not, Warner Brothers has just done that. So they're obviously either they don't want the bad press of, well, we're actually just going to go theatrical now. Or they're seeing some sort of return, which I would imagine is the actuality. They're seeing some sort of return in, hey, we're getting people interested in HBO Max. Our subscription numbers have have gone up. Like, I'm sure there is a financial reason they keep sticking to their guns here. So I would not be surprised if they don't if they don't over uh, overreact to the bombing, quote unquote, of the movie. I agree. Uh, And I think that they're they see the pop culture sort of cachet of Suicide Squad as an IP right now. Yes, I, I do think it's still. Oddly enough, as you know, much as people panned the first movie, it became a pop culture phenomenon. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, it's and way it maintains more, that. It's way more a thing than it was before the movie. Absolutely. Um, in a similar way to like Guardians or something, right? Like, I read the Suicide Squad New Fifty Two comics, but that's just because I loved Harley so much. Like, that was not one of their front, yeah, you know, ten comics. Um, so obviously, since they've built something, they want to maintain it. I'm, I think it'll be fine. I don't yeah. think they're going to overreact. So, tempered expectations for Gotham Knight. Mild excitement, I would say, for Suicide Squad. Yes. Although, side note, uh, Arkham Origins, solid game. Yeah, I should play it. I was really excited about it before it came out. The trailer was awesome. Mm. They had a story you know, beat that I didn't love. That was mm. my only real complaint about it. Next story. Nintendo is reportedly adding Game Boy games to its Switch Online subscription oh, service. That's fun. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I wonder what that's going to bring. Me too. Do we get Pokemon Red? You'd have to think so. Right? I mean, if you want to play one Game Boy game, I feel like it's that. Yeah. I wonder what else they would bring. Because a lot of... If you look back at the like the Game Boy, the Game Boy Color Catalog, a lot of them are ports of older yes, Nintendo yeah, games. Like There's too. like Super Mario All-Stars and um, you know all the Mario ports. There are Mario games later on that were made for Game Boy, but initially it's just this is so cool, I can play the first three Mario games on the go, which is awesome. Um, but since those are already on Switch, maybe they'll bring in, like, Wario Land. I know that's a Game Boy game people really like. Um, I'll be curious to see what else they port, because honestly, I don't... I had Game Boy at such a young age that all I needed was Pokemon, and then just random, like, assorted titles. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, shout out to Shrek... Oh God! Fairy Tale Freakdown was the name of that game. It was like a sounds awful. It was like a uh, <clears throat> it was like a fighting game with yeah. Shrek characters. Uh, and one of the <laughs> one of the levels was the wrestling ring uh, in the beginning of the movie where he's right. like in Farquaad's area. So shout out to that game. Uh, shout out! I had an Arthur game like mm-hmm. PBS Arthur. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't I don't know a lot about the extensive catalog of Game Boy. But yeah. Pokemon would be cool for me. It would be shout out to Kirby's Dreamland. Oh, that's the one, OG. I'm Kirby's sure that's Dreamland. one people are very excited for. Yeah. Um, Worth noting about this story that they said this is not, at least, they're sort of denying or tempering that this could include Game Boy Advance games, at least not yet. Because mm. I think that's the era where you could really, get, at least I guess that's you know a little bit of nostalgia-based claim for me. Sure, no, I but was, that's where you I was bring in, too. you know, Fire Red and Leaf Green, right. that era of Pokemon, Ruby, Pearl, yeah. Sapphire. You also get Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland, which is my favorite Kirby game ever. Nice. Um, a lot of games from that era. I also, played a ton. Also, you get like your uh, what is the, is it Final Fantasy Tactics that was a Game Boy I Advance so. game or Tactics Advance or whatever the, yeah. the the clone of that was. Uh, not sure if they would be able to get it from Square, but like that's I feel like Game Boy Advance has a much more 
lauded catalog now than the original Game Boy. Yeah. Much as pretty similar to the SNES catalog is a much more lauded catalog than the NES yeah. at this point. And maybe that was skewed for me as a kid where the Advance was backwards compatible with the Game sure, Boy. So really yeah. I was playing most games on the Advance yeah. and the Advance SP. Shout out the Coral the little, uh, the the little, little laptop. light blue Advance SP. Uh, I forget the long, uh, complicated name that I talked about <laughs> on that one episode, but love that console to death. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So mildly excited, even though I still haven't touched my Switch in a long time. Yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> Give me a reason, Nintendo. Breath of Wild 2. That's all I need. Final story before our big story, big cool. topic. Horizon Forbidden West will offer free PS4 to PS5 upgrades. This was after oh. they had originally promised this, and then they stated the opposite. Yeah, in uh, the pre-order a week claims. or two ago. Yeah. Yes, and then they PlayStation chose to backpedal this week and honor their original word to give the free upgrade for the game, which is smart. Yeah. Uh, it's not worth the complication of people getting so pissed about. Hey. You know, is this false advertising or whatever? Like, I don't think they saw a lawsuit impending, but, uh, you know, so much about gaming consoles and, and what gaming ecosystem you stick with now is about goodwill. Um, and even like a lot of social media presence is branding in this era is about goodwill. And so, you know, there's a reason that Xbox is like, yeah, whatever you buy, you can get it on Series X. Like, that's just get the upgrade. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, so good for them for coming back around to this, because I did see... Originally, it was like you had to pre-order like the deluxe edition or something to get both, uh, which is very strange. But if a game's going to be playable on both, just give people the upgrade for free. Yeah, you've already made both versions. It's not going to cost you that much because you and I are both going to buy the PS5 version. There's going to be loads of people that just buy the PS5 version and loads of people just buy the PS4 version. But maybe somebody uh, gets a PS4 and then for Christmas gets a PS5 yeah. and they haven't had a chance to fully play through it. Those kind of people you want to bring in and take care of now. That way, they're PlayStation fans for as long as they can be. There's a point at which it becomes reasonable to like shift the company strategy away from the free upgrade system. Sure. Like, but obviously, you know, PS5 still sell out in 10 seconds every time some become right. available. Like, we have a friend who still can't get one. Yeah. Um. And I've you know talked to a lot of people that are just you know still without a PS5, and they're like, "Oh, you're so lucky, you got one like the oh, first yeah. week." Like, so I understand that there's still a lot of people who by hook or by crook are trying to get one, but they're forced to play anything that they want right now on PS4. Right, exactly. Those people should still be catered to as much as possible. Otherwise, you're not going to sell that many PS4 games, and they might even jump ship right. to Xbox. If they can find if they an can Xbox get one season. Of those. Yep, totally. Um, but at a certain point, once the PS5 has really saturated the market a lot more than it has already, then I think it's safe to say, especially because a lot of these PS4 games will probably be discounted. That's, yeah that you don't want to be losing that many dollars sure. to get a free upgrade. Well, and I think the other point that I, I kind of jumped on that I thought you were going to make was, at that point, once PS5 is proliferated enough, they'll probably stop making the PS4 version anyway. True. Uh, I know that's sort of a newer model is like, most things are backward compatible, much like PC gaming where, you know, an older PC can probably run a game, but you really want, you know, if you want to get the best experience, you're going to buy newer tech. I, it seems like console markets are kind of mimicking that lightly, except... It, except just with two console generations. But I th I assume at some point, whether that's a year from now, two years from now, these PS4 and PS5 games won't exist as often anyway. I agree. Speaking of PlayStation. Yeah. We just are, we're hot off the heels. Yeah, we literally just watched it. Of the PlayStation Showcase. My face is still of a warmer <laughs> temperature than it normally is. Um, 
that was jam packed. That was the kind of showcase that what we advocate for a lot is trailer, 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 trailer. Yep. And man, that's exactly what that was. Yep. And as we were going through, I wrote down a list of every single thing that happened. And we're just going to go through it and give our takes for everything that just happened. Cool. And just, yeah, just to keep in mind, we're still kind of processing this. Absolutely. So this might be one of those things that as we, we're kind of coming up with the takes we have as we are talking about it. So that's, that's why it's going to be such a big topic. So the showcase opened with a pretty classic stinger reel. Yeah. Featuring people in crowns playing chess. Yeah. So I mentioned that this is, they do this every so often of, and they've done this, I think since like the PS3 generation, like they've done this a long time where it's less based on the video games trailer and it's more just PlayStation, the brand, right? It's people like this one is just like people, this girl ends up taking this crown from this guy is like the storyline of the commercial. But in the background, there's like a statue of Aloy and there's a portrait of Nathan Drake. And then there's like, you know, just little touches of PlayStation everywhere. And then at the end, it's like for the gamers or whatever it says, I forget what the tagline is. Um, but it's it's the kind of ad you're going to see during a football game or you're going to see before a YouTube video. Like, it's it's one of those. It's going to be shortened because this one was like a two-minute version. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I like these little, I guess, tiny short film ideas. I think it's interesting. I think it looks... It sets PlayStation apart a little bit from your Xboxes that are just more game, game, game. I think both have a have a, a justification, but it was fun. Yeah. I just... I What's this little stinger? I forget the little lo- motto that they play at the end. Play has no limits. That's it. I that's said for the, the gamers. That's the motto that like I always think of with these commercials that are just like artsy sort of yeah, yeah. showing off the brand. So, after that, in a brief Jim Ryan intro... Shout out. Shut we were, soft-spoken man. We were into the games. Yes. And the first game, Asper Games Studios remake of Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, very quick teaser for this. Uh, I mean, starting off with a Lucasfilm logo and a Sony Entertainment logo is always going to pique my interest. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm curious, because when we watched it, it did say Sony Interactive, Yeah. and then it had Lucasfilm, and at the end, it was just Lucasfilm, Asper, which I don't know anything else they've done. Me neither. Uh, And then the PlayStation logo, and our curiosities, I think, are both, is it exclusive? Which my gut reaction says it can't be. Like, there's no way. I don't know. I'm going to look up Asper and see what if they've an done o- anything else. Yeah. What an odd property for PlayStation to just suddenly acquire or somehow be able to make exclusive. Like, this screams second party at the at the worst. It is a console exclusive. Wow. At least according to Asper's Twitter. Uh, there. This is no Jedi mind trick. We're bringing Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake to PlayStation 5 as a console exclusive at launch and to PC in partnership with PlayStation and Lucasfilm. So Even still, to get any sort of exclu- exclusivity on that is weird and cool. That's very cool. Wow. Uh, and like we said, neither of us have ever played Knights of the Old Republic. Right. But it's one of those games that I've heard, you know, talked about in like reverent tones for mm. years. So I'm so curious for a game like that to be remade and, you know, exclusively coming to PS5, Star Wars. When Star Wars is great, we know it's great. Yeah. So I'm very intrigued by the possibilities here. Yeah. Similar to you, I, I know this game basically only on its reputation. Uh, I have seen a little bit of gameplay, and it looks very old school PC. Yeah. So I hope, I hope that they sort of modernize it in that way, a and, little bit. in the systems and all of that. At least. Um, it looks like Asper has only done really some tie-in games before. So they did uh, Star Wars Republic Commando, which was apparently on PlayStation and Switch. 
uh, the Ruby game is in the Rooster Teeth property. They did Star Wars Jedi Knight, Jedi, Jedi Academy, and Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. Mm. Don't know if those are ports or if those are original games. Uh, they did the Civ 6 port to mobile, and then they did the game Stubbs the Zombie, which I've actually seen on sale before. But uh, it seems like a pretty new studio. They haven't done that much as far as their... Uh, well, apparently they were founded in 2005, but they're they're in Austin. They're owned by Sabre, uh, who have done own a lot of game development companies. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm... I'm tentatively very excited. Sure, absolutely. And, you know, as we've talked about, PlayStation's sort of at a little bit of a crossroads when it comes to exclusives. Yeah. We were saying they had a lot of exclusives that are far off. Sure. And this is still kind of the case. But when you come off right off of an announcement, you get that feeling again like, oh, PlayStation just got the leg up on Xbox with yeah, all these yeah, cool yeah. announcements. And this being one of them. Yeah. Next up, Project Eve. Cannot believe this is what this was. Uh, in the first few minutes... I don't know what prompted me to say. I was like, is this Parasite Eve? Mm. Uh, and, oh, because the, the studio name, I forget what, it was like Shift Studio, I believe. Okay. Uh, but it was like Shift Studio Second Eve Company or something oh. like that. Like it said Second Eve in the subtitle of the studio. And I was like, is this a studio just to make Parasite Eve? Uh, it turns out that's, I think, at least neither of us have very much familiarity at all no. with Parasite Eve. Um, I think it was just, we were probably too young to be into that level of like that deeply into games at that point because uh, Parasite Eve if you don't know is a PS2 game um, I think but it's a very old like PlayStation exclusive property not old but older and this looks like because they called the main character Eve a couple of times it's called Second Eve uh, the project is called right it's just Project Eve Project Eve sorry yeah. the studio was Second Eve and they literally said Eve and then the next line was like I'm a parasite so it's clearly <laughs> drawing the connection yeah um, it looks Kinda cool, a little bit. It's very actiony. Uh, it's Japanese, or at least dialogue was in Japanese. Um, has a little bit. You were saying that it has like a mix of a bunch of different games. We were so they had soulsiness with like big boss fights with like big health bars. Yeah, has the sort of quick action of sort of like God of War vibes, or maybe even like it kind of gave me Bayonetta vibes. Mm, that's um, a great comp. Yeah. I think that's probably the closest comp if I had to summarize yeah. it all into one. Um, certainly had some Final Fantasy-ishness to it. Yeah, I, I thought for a second because we got Square as the publisher. I was like, is this the new Final Fantasy? But it, I, And then quickly it turned into way more action-based and less system-based. I was like, okay, it's not Final Fantasy. Uh, but I'm... They actually kind of sold me on it. Like if I think you said during the show, and I totally agree, that if this game sells well or if like if it reviews well then I'll probably give it a shot. But if it reviews is like a six, then I'm probably not in. But I, I, I think there's a cool... It's its own lane for sure. And I sure, think that, that's, I'm always going to applaud something doing really different stuff. Yeah, and as we'll come back to later, one other one of the other comments that we made about the game was that the enemy design looked very unique. Yes. Uh, weird, yeah, but in a cool. good way. Yeah, uh, That one big boss-looking creature that had like a circular head with a bunch of spikes on it. Yeah, it looked, it looked very like a neat. spiked dog collar, like but that was its whole head. Right. It looked like a like a Mad Max villain or yeah. something like the mask a Mad Max villain would wear. It was very interesting looking. So yeah, I'm kind of into it. Yeah, me too. In a weird way. Yeah. Next up was Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Using Baby Metal's Give Me Chocolate, which, which is an, a great song. We headbanged like hell <laughs> yeah, during we, the I stream. Don't, I don't know how much attention we played to this paid to this trailer cuz we were just jamming out to this song. Um I, I said during the the reaction, I was just like, 
I wish I could play these games. So if you don't know, Borderlands gives me terrible motion sickness. I have tried on console. I've tried on PC. Uh, for whatever reason, the cell shading and the movement and the motion blur or the field of view or whatever uh, just always makes me motion sick. There are very few things that make me motion sick anymore, but that's one of them. And I kind of wish they didn't, first of all, because I know people love that series, but especially for this game, because it does look different enough. Sure. It's got... So if you don't know, it's it's based on Tiny Tina, I guess, playing D&D, being like a DM for, for D&D. It's like you're playing like the game that they're playing. Right. Right. And so it's a fantasy setting, but there are guns. Yeah. And even at one point in the trailer, she's like, and you're probably wondering why there are guns in fantasy. Oh, shut up. You're about to get shot. Like, just completely, like, no selling it. It's pretty funny. Um, but I love the tone of these games. He's very saturated, very character heavy, and it looks cool. Yeah. And sort of I, and you said, you know, we were jamming out to Baby Metal yeah. during the trailer. I sort of preemptively tuned it out once I started hearing the song because I have made my, you know, not disdain. I just have never been able to get into Borderlands. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. It's just one of those franchises that's weird. That like, I love first-person shooters. I love Destiny, which is probably the closest type of game that I play to Borderlands. System-wise, yeah. And for whatever reason, Borderlands has just never clicked with me, other than Tales of the Borderlands. Right. Oh, yeah, enough. I love Tales, yeah. Um, but the proper series itself has just never done it for me. Um, so I kind of know that this game isn't for me, mm. uh, even though I appreciate the weird change in tone and sort of, yeah, it's weird to take a game that's already so irreverent and then in a weird way, make sort of like an, a parody ish game of it. Yeah, really? Um, that's a great way to, but I kind of respect that. Yeah. Uh, but still, you know, to each their own hope people love this game, but probably not for me. Great song though. Yes. I will say one other thing about it quickly. It does seem like more of a game than I thought it was when it was announced. Sure. When they announced it, it was like, oh, fantasy spinoff Borderlands. I was like, okay, that's probably like a shorter game. You know, they're, it's kind of like what uh, the pre-sequel was, right? It was kind of the yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. between. But it seems like this might be the just... And I mean, pre-sequel ended up being more of a game than I thought it was too. Uh, so this might just be the next chapter in Borderlands. And that's that's fun. I like it as sort of a palate cleanse yeah. for people who are itching for that experience. Also, within the trailer, there was that one little section that was like top down. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. I, I, that's kind of cool. Was like, it just like an homage to I fantasy think so. games? I think that just like a little section of the game will be like, for yeah, there might be mission, a mission. Yeah. You decide like, oh, we're playing this top down so we can like see everything from that perspective. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's like you're roaming a map and your heads are big and like it looks like the Nino Kuni map. Yeah, I know it looks yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so that was, yeah, that was a fun little moment for sure. The game that I think I have the most either, either split down the middle or just don't have enough information yet to make a judgment on is the next game that was shown, which is Forspoken. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know exactly what this game is yet. Um, we know that Gary Whitta is writing it. You and I both like Gary Whitta. Uh, obviously Gary Whitta is... Tied to kind of funny, but also he wrote uh, Book of Eli. Rogue One, baby. Uh, he wrote Rogue One. The my best Star my Wars favorite movie. Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, he's written a lots of cool stuff. And it's cool to bring in someone, because we know he loves video games because he talks about it on Kind of Funny all the time. Um, so someone who has both the experience from yeah. outside of it and be able to bring like a screenplay writing perspective to writing a game. Uh, the gameplay is just, I don't know what it is yet. Yeah. We know we've seen a lot of the traversal. Yes. But I don't think we've seen enough of the actual like action or combat, assuming there is a lot of that, which I think we could pretty safely assume there is that. Yeah. Especially with that tease of that weird looking crown lady at the end that you're fighting. Yeah. Uh what was her name? Uh, uh, it was Tunt. It was Tunt something. Cause it, I think that might have just been a it bad was a subtitle. Yeah, it was a subtitle mess up, but it said 
Tuntmasur or something like that. Yeah, something weird. It's some, you know, fantasy name. But the concept of like a regular day person being dragged into this fantasy world is a cool way for me to get into fantasy stuff. I'm not a huge fantasy person. Um, but also like the gameplay, like the, the combat, I should say, looked kind of cool because it was like she was shooting a gun, but with her mind and her hand. Yeah. Uh, it almost reminded me of Control in that way. Yeah, it has a bit of Control, control vibes. Control or Infamous sort of vibes. Yeah. Where, like It's purely based on your own. You're not using a gun. You're using some sort of energy that's emitting from you. Right. And you were talking about like, the, you know, the fish out of water of like, seems to be like normal person inexplicably transported to weird fantasy dragon world. Yeah. I don't know if I love that. I'm getting. Interesting. I okay. think. I think I like the concept. Mm. I don't like the dialogue that's been shown in these trailers. Yeah, the whole, like, Fred thing. It's like, oh, my God, there's a freaking dragon. I'm just like, this is not the way normal people talk. Yeah, it might be overwritten, but that also might just be, oh, we're pulling the most, you know, most ridiculous lines of dialogue for this trailer. Or maybe really, like, trying to paint the picture of what is going to happen in the game. Right. Uh, So hopefully it's a little less written than that, or at least feels a little less scripty. Yeah. Um, but I, I will, I'm going to hold out for reviews here again. If it reviews well, then I'm probably in. Cause yeah, I, I like what Gary Wood has done writing wise. And cause I really love the way the traversal looks like mm. fast, fluid. Sort yeah. Of. If you've not seen this game, uh, it reminds me of, and I think it, I don't know that it's directly tied, but it reminds me of that early PS five demo of the, exactly. of the woman, like going through Egypt or wherever she was and like kind of flying and she's going to be playable in Fortnite. Is she? Oh, yeah. that's fun. The person for that demo, which is Because it was so like strange. an epic demo, yeah. right? That's what I thought. Uh, so it kind of reminds me of that from a traversal standpoint, which looks fun. Yeah, I agree. So some pros to this game, some weird cons, just not enough information yet. Yeah. To be determined. Now, the other game in terms of enemy design that we have some stuff to say <laughs> is Rainbow Six Extraction. Yeah, so I think we, we kind of shared our piece during E3 about yeah, this because... In, uh, the Ubisoft show was bad it was and bad. they spent way too much time on this specific game. At least today it was a very quick, uh, seemed a little bit more like story-based, pre-rendered kind of trailer. It wasn't much, much gameplay. Uh, there was a little bit at the end. But I, I mentioned to you that this reminds me of that meme that's like, okay, you can borrow my paper, but just don't copy-paste. Yeah. And the enemies look nearly copy-pasted from the hive from Destiny, but somehow less cool. Yeah, more generic. Like, they dulled them down. Uh, but it's weird that those are even that similar. The enemy design in this is so boring. To me, as someone who, again, neither of us played Rainbow Six uh, Siege, it, it, this whole thing just looks boring. It, it does. It just looks like a boring... It looks like a video game you would see someone play in a movie or a show. Yeah, like I agree. Like, you'd see somebody's kid playing that, and they'd be like, oh, put your game down. Like, it looks like a fake, pre-rendered game as opposed to an actualized, real, like, fully-fledged game. It's very weird. Yeah, it's it sort of hits me like there was a time a few years ago where I got oversaturated with open-world games. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I was no longer automatically in to, like, every Assassin's Creed or every sure. game like that that came out. Yeah. And I've hit I hit that point I guess this last year because we decided to skip Call of Duty. Mm. <clears throat> I sort of hit that point with shooters where yeah. I was like, I don't need to play. And I've sort of thought this for a while. I think shooters have been overexposed for like five or six years. I now. agree. Um, and I think this is just the most recent and I think most obvious example of yeah. them just sticking the Rainbow Six name onto a random game and just saying let's push this out there. It'll yeah. probably sell a few good copies. That's a great point. You know? it, do- it does feel like an afterthought. 
of Rainbow Six as yeah. opposed to designed from the ground up to be a Rainbow Six experience. I'm as far out on this game <laughs> yeah. as you could possibly be. This is a game that I would not play if it was a PlayStation Plus game. That's how out I am on it. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't think it's worth my time from what I've seen. It would take, I guess, I don't know, is it three-person co-op? Yes. It's three or four. I think it's three. I think you're right. It would take, like, either you and Skinny or, like, two or three of our friends. Right. Like, begging me on your knees <laughs> to come play this with you yeah, for like, me to get in. Yeah, it would take, you're right, it would take some killer testimonials for yeah. me to even be convinced to buy it on sale. How about a game... That I've also never played. Okay. But it's coming back. Very interesting. First time on PlayStation. Alan Wake. Yeah. So From Remedy Entertainment. You and I both popped for Remedy. Uh, I think mainly because of Control. Uh, we both we both really like that game. And because I played the Aw DLC. AWE. Yeah. Which, you know, relates to Alan Wake. Oh, right. Makes sense. Um, oh, is it the Alan Wake expansion? That's what I called Aw. Yeah. Have you ever played it? No, I've not played it. Yeah. It, Alan Wake is literally in it. Gotcha. Okay. So. Yeah, I knew there was some like crossover there. Remedy's cool. This looks old. It I does will look say, old. like it looks like a remaster of an old game. That's okay. Um, I'm really excited for the people who are nostalgic for it. Uh, this was not. This is one of those games that I feel like friends of mine had, but I never really played it. I just knew it was a guy with a flashlight. That's all I really knew, and that's all we really got from the trailer. Sure. Uh, we uh, you mentioned uh, that. I don't really even know what this game is outside of just it's a guy with a flashlight who's a writer and there's a gun. Um, so I'm curious to give it a try. I think it probably will be. I'm sold on it enough to pick it up, I think. Sure. Uh, I don't least, think it'll be a full price game because I don't think the original was even considered like a full-fledged right. AAA game. Yeah, because it was kind of like a prove-your-metal game for Remedy, if I yeah. if, if memory serves. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it enough to pick it up at 40 bucks and stream it and enjoy the experience yeah and i don't know i think i got to the final boss of that expansion for mm. control and i don't think i ever beat it but my understanding i could be wrong yeah it's been a it's been a little bit i think the sort of crux of the story is that alan wake's writings sort of like come to life in like oh, okay. this weird like distorted paranormal way gotcha um i could be wrong about that that seemed to be the vibe that the dlc gave off though okay but i totally the weird dark paranormal twisted fantasiness of it is cool like yeah, the vibe I, of it is awesome i like the idea of a horror world but not necessarily a horror game like it has a very like stephen king vibe yeah. to it oh yeah and good, i good I, I could totally get into that i i'm not someone who loves horror games that are just designed to scare you but sort of like that spooky you know until dawnness yeah. of like it's not that scary but it's got a scary world i'm all in on that so. and the last thing i'll say about it is that yes it looks old but my also limited understanding of alan wake as a game tells me that it's one of those games that the gameplay doesn't need to be super fluid that it's sure like, there's limited gameplay yeah but it's more about the story and the atmosphere it's like old school silent hill where yeah. it's like you're just walking around and experiencing a lot of stuff and then you have to shoot a couple enemies yeah Next game, the classic, the evergreen, never dying GTA Five. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, listen. I, something that I mentioned during during our reactions was, are they going to sucker me into buying it again? The answer is yes. Yeah, I'm probably. Gonna, I'm probably going to buy it again because this game came out again in 2013, eight years ago. Uh, it's still coming out. Someone in chat, I think it was Nian. Someone in chat mentioned uh, that there's going to be a 
a basically a war between Skyrim and GTA Five. And there's another version of Skyrim coming out this year, and you're damn right, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> and basically, which game will die first? But we're all gonna be too old to know who wins. Um, no, I mean, I am mildly excited to jump back in with GTA Five. It's been long enough that I kind of have the itch. Uh, of course, wish it was GTA Six, but I'll play GTA Five again. Sure. Yeah, me too. Like. It really has been because I never got into the online. I know you probably you didn't much, right? I dipped my toe in, I would say, yeah. but yeah, I, I kind of went through phases, but not a lot, a lot. I think I had one like brief, like not with the online, but just like oh, I'll replay GTA. Oh, it was when it got uh, first released on PS4, right? Which I, I also played it again for the first time, and I was like, okay, I've had enough. I haven't touched it since, really. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if it comes out in like. And I think it's March of next year, I think, is when they said this was coming okay. out. Okay. Which, if there's not a much around it. I was going to say, if it's in a dead period. Yeah. It'd be the perfect thing to fill some time. Sure. Next thing. Can I have another beer? Absolutely. Thank you. Can't wait for this football game. God, the silver bullets. Hey, man, they keep coming. <laughs> They're so cold still. They are, man. They've been sitting here for We're like an hour. We're going to stack over here this street out of the beer fridge, man. Shout out. Shout out to beer fridges. Yeah, really. I wish I had one. Shout out to the liquor store that's like literally two minutes from my house. That's exactly. awesome for it how is small great. it is. Uh, next game. Another game similar to Forspoken in the sense that I know not enough about it to even make a good judgment call is Ghostwire Tokyo. Yep. Uh, you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I knew that's what you're talking about when you said it. Uh, you made the key point here, which was, I have zero expectations for what this game is, and not in a bad way. No, like it could be a ten or it could be a six, and I would buy either one. Like it's just so, it's very its own thing. Yeah, it seems unique. Uh, the enemy design is cool. There's a lot of modern and classical Japanese influences to this. Uh can't quite get a grasp on what the gameplay is personally it seems like there is some like person like first person combat maybe it's clearly first person combat but the question is is it open world is it sort of like yeah almost like a linear like mirror's edge kind of situation Mm. i get a little bit of mirror's edge vibes from it yeah someone mentioned quantum break which was not a game i had thought about for a while but i was like yeah that's a pretty decent comp wasn't that a tv show too yes and wasn't it a remedy game yeah i'm pretty sure to come back to remedy lordy Shout out. That was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they made it a TV show. Uh, yeah. And this is, you know, one of the last stands for Bethesda on PlayStation as well. Yep. And that's just, again, and we'll talk, we'll come back to Deathloop. Uh, <laughs> we always do. It's, a, it's so weird to like think that something, something within these two games screams, we're just going to put these out because they're there and this is not. Bethesda's best work because they just got acquired by Xbox. Yeah. In a weird way. I totally agree. I wonder if at some point they shifted to that strategy because I feel like both, well, not less so with this because I've just never known what this is. Sure. We've certainly seen a hell of a lot less of it. Sure. But with Deathloop, I feel like there was so much more promise. And then, like you said, I think there was a point where it just became whatever the game is, just ship it. We need to move, like, we have to contractually, uh, you know, oblige with this. Uh, we kind of backed ourselves into a corner here. But once that's over, we can be all Xbox. Yeah. And it just seems like th- that's one thing that has me a little bit out on both of them is how much attention are they really going to, how much are they really going to care if this is a great game on PlayStation? Because yeah. they're about to just completely leave the ecosystem. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's a strange one. And, yeah, I... I foresee it being like a 7.8. 
That seems totally with possible. incredibly limited information. Yep. So we'll see. Another G game. In fact, two Gs. Oh. Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Uh, this trailer, uh, again, this game comes out next month. Which, which is, is wild. Which is weird. Um, this trailer, I think, showed off the more... The last trailer showed off the gameplay the most. Yeah. This one showed off more of just the atmosphere in the world and, like, the weird right. side characters that you'd probably encounter. Yeah. And I commented that, you know, I like the way they're leaning into the really zany, intergalactic, you know, characters that you might encounter. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I, but... And I know, I think I said at the time that I was, at that moment, I was pretty in. I wasn't sold completely. Sure. The gameplay looked a smidge janky. It did. And I'm assuming it still is going to be a smidge janky. Yeah. I don't know where I'm at with this game right this moment. Interesting. Where where are you at? I'm kind of glad you voiced that because I'm at the exact same point. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I just assumed that because you are more into Marvel than I am. I'm probably still more in on it than you. Sure. But I actually... There's part of me that thinks this is the right move to differentiate it from the movie, right? To make it a little bit more of a collection of smaller stories as opposed mm. to one, you know, larger, shorter story. Uh, I like, I am more intrigued now with the cast of villains that I may have not heard of. And um, like, what is it? The Church of Truth or whatever? Yeah. The Ultimate Church of Truth? Church of Universal Truth. I don't know. That's it. Church, something like Universal that. Church of Truth. Uh, that one. Like, that's interesting. I don't know what that is. That sounds kind of cool. The big world mind that he was talking to, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I, for, at first, I thought that because those people were like, had weird, like, crowns. That person had, like, a gold band across their face. Yeah. I at first thought that was the same race of people from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the movie. Mm. And I forget the name of those people, but they literally had gold skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't think it's the same thing. Okay, that makes sense. I don't sense. think so. Because uh, they were in, like, that throne room in 2, right? Like, yeah. they just... And he was, tries to hit on the the queen, right? Uh, and then were uh, they the people of Adam? No, that's not right. Oh well, uh, oh what's the what's the character? There is something about Adam, but he's at the end. He's in the uh, post credits okay, scene. Gotcha. And he's going to be Adam count- Warlock. That's it. Yeah, he's going to be Keanu Reeves. Is that right? I don't know. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I like that they're kind of differentiating themselves. The gameplay is still just what I'm unsurest about. Yeah. Because uh, it looks, at least you said it looks pretty similar to what the Avengers gameplay was. Maybe a little bit kookier, but uh, I was never really sold on the Avengers gameplay, so I'm I'm just completely unsure here. Yeah, the Avengers gameplay has its moments. Sure. Uh, ha- as a person who has played the single player and really dug the single player and has touched the multiplayer or extended missions very little. Right. The, the story of Avengers is really, really solid. Mm. I really, really like it. Um, but... It varies from character to character, and playing as primarily Star Lord, which is what it looks like this game is going to be. Yeah, and the sh- just the shooting part of it is like the less inspired parts of Avengers to me. Okay, so I don't know. I'm I really don't know because I love Guardians of the Galaxy as a property. So yeah, much this now. universe is cool, and it seems like there's a lot of opportunities for almost in the same way that like Jedi Fallen Order kind of expanded that yeah. universe a little bit and just. Showed you weird creatures, and there were, like, little funny moments and, and, you know, little things like that. I like the idea of a world that has this much character. I just don't know if the gameplay is going to be enough to sustain me wanting to explore that world. And I think part of the thing that has soured me over time, because I had I remembered the announcement of this game being in development, that it had leaked, or, you know, mm-hmm. just seeing a story on the internet. Yeah. And then the first trailer, that which is we saw at Square Enix's E3 conference. Yes. Yeah. Over time... I'm starting to realize more and more like these characters are really just kind of just 
cheap dollar store versions of the MCU. They are, and yeah. it's bothering me more and more. I forget who uh, was it. Imran that originally made that point, like Maybe. when it first came out. And at the time, I was like, well, you know, they have to. I think even on this podcast, I was like, they have to have some sort of connection to the movie. That way, your casual Marvel fan will know yeah. who they are. But it seems like maybe it was this trailer that was that moment for me, too, where it's like, oh, man, they really are just very similar to the movie. And the movie was a pretty, you know, big jump from the comics, exactly. from what I've been told. So it's inter- like Drax looks just like Drax, but with a different skin, yeah, basically. Different paint job. Uh, you know, Star-Lord is basically Peter the same Quill exact from, character. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, hope- I'm hoping they draw those lines a little bit clearer in the game. So at this point, I'm sort of, I'm gonna call myself soft out at least at mm. seventy dollars. Oh know? yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So maybe wait for a sale game. Yeah. Here's a game that I know nothing about that at least you knew a little something about, which okay. is Vampire: The Masquerade, <laughs> and this is Blood Hunt is right. the subtitle. So I get, and I talked about this on the stream. I get Vampire: The Masquerade and Vampire V A M P Y R. I get those two games confused. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade is the more action combat-y one. Uh, Vampire is more of like an RPG detective game, which I've seen more of Vampire than I have Vampire the Masquerade because I had a couple buddies who streamed it. Um, but those games came out around the same time. They were both kind of PC-ish games, uh, and I just get them confused because they're both vampire games. But this apparently, people knew in chat that this was already a game. Like, this has already been in testing. Uh, it's For those of you who don't know, it is a battle royale with vampire classes, so there's one that's a little bit more like, I think it's literally called Nosferatu, uh, one that's a little bit more like, not Twilight, but sort of, you know, urban, uh, modern people as vampires, and there's some that are like more like Van Helsing-type vampires, so it's kind of, I guess the idea is they're bringing these classes in of so many different iterations and and ideas of vampires as a whole, and making them all fight. Uh, Which... Sounds cooler in concept, I think, than it does in execution, or at least in what we saw. I'm not drawn to this at all. Me neither, unless it's free to play. Which I assume it is. If it's free to play, might give it a shot. Yeah. You know? This is certainly not a game that I would ever pay money for. Mm. Uh, But there was an aspect of it, you know, the cool, like, you know, using powers and, you know, sort of warping from, like, gargoyle rooftops to, like, the floor to, like, sneakily attack someone. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so there's aspects of it that were interesting, but on the whole, not, even though I'm into battle royales as a genre, something about this one, yeah, not entirely a fan. I'm looking to see what the price is on okay. Steam. Uh, for just Vampire the Masquerade? No, for Blood Hunt. It's okay. It is free to play on PC, okay. so I imagine it'll be free to play on PlayStation as well. Cool. Just trying to expand that universe a little bit. I I respect it. Me too. I could I could see people being into it. I could also see it going the way of Hyperscape. Yeah, the one, yeah. The Ubisoft free-to-play uh, Battle Royale that people just stop caring about. Yeah. But you know what I don't respect? What's that? Is how much Deathloop oh they've shown God, us dude. in the last year. <laughs> I feel like this could be a topic all its own. It, just yeah. about how not to present a game. So I, I posited that I think this is the fifth trailer we've seen for Deathloop at a major conference. I want to say... It was debuted at E3 2019 or 2018, um, and it's been at every Bethesda show since. So basically, I did Bethesda, 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 and then it was at the PlayStation State of Play. It was focus of that that you and I watched and scoffed at. Yeah. And then it was at this, and so many of the trailers have been the exact same information. 
Now, I did get the feel from this because it does come out next Tuesday. It's out by the time you're hearing this, probably. Um, I did get the feeling from this that this is the YouTube pre-roll. They're going to cut it down to a 30-second ad. It's going to be during, you know, sporting events, and it's going to be the main ad they're using for this game. Uh, It does have that, like, finality to it. But again, it's just there's nothing... I don't think there's anything that they could say to sell you and me on it anymore, which is sad because I was so in on this game for a while, but they've shown so much of it. You mentioned, and I think it's dead on, that it feels like we've already played it. Yeah, that's and that's exactly how I feel about it, is that I've never touched this game. You know, previews about this game were sort of popping off on the internet a few weeks ago, and they were relatively positive. Yeah. And yet... I mean, Arcane makes good games. I'm just like, I've seen so much that unless there is some either unique mechanic or weird halfway through plot twist that I just could not see coming, which I don't foresee. Right. But at this point, I'm not invested enough to even pay the money to find out. So unless it's a great way to, you know, once, once the game gets super duper cheap or hits plus, it's a different story, but (laughs) yeah, hell no, I'm not paying for this game right in the dead of fall. when there's a lot of games that are about to come out. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think, it's such a shame. This is just an example of oversaturation. And, Big time. you know, we we have such differences even in this particular, like, games conference of, like, Deathloop being so oversaturated. And then there were a couple of things I'm like, like Guardians. Guardians we just learned about, really, for the first time in June. Yeah. And it comes out next month. Like, that feels so much fresher and newer than Deathloop does, which we've been hearing about for so long and comes out next week and even though i think you could argue you know i would argue the gameplay of death loop looks more interesting than guardians oh for sure yeah 100 percent. and yet it's just something weird about the marketing that has totally turned us off yeah and we've you know spoke ad nauseum about it that because they've shown us ad nauseum about the game (laughs) for real yeah and that's sort of the opposite of what i want i want to a little mystique for a game like this and i feel like all the mystique is gone yeah i think you show one trailer revealing it, that initial Bethesda trailer, and then you just don't talk about it until it's done. Yeah. And then you show, here's what the gameplay was. Oh, I remember the style of this. It looks so cool. Wow, this world's interesting. I'm sold. I don't. I just don't. I think they've shown too much. Yeah, I agree. Taylor, maybe the thing that we can talk the least about okay. is whatever the hell this kid amnesia thing is with Radiohead. <laughs> so, whatever this is. I have no idea what this is. So, I'm aware. I've, I've dipped my toe in the Radiohead waters. I feel like if I were younger... Or, or sorry, if I feel like I, if I were older and was young during their prominence, I'd probably be into Radiohead, sure. but just timelines that never matched up. Like, they're too young for my mom to be into them. They're too old for me to be into them. Um, I like some of their albums. I've listened to a couple of them. Creep's a good song. <laughs> Creep is a good song. Uh, what is the one that's like music for a motion picture, music for a film, whatever, the Fight Club one? Um, they have some good songs, and I like their sound, but this is a... What looks like a showcase, I think they called it a showcase. It's like the Kid A Amnesia Showcase, because Kid A was a Radiohead album. So I'm wondering if this is just a like a museum-type thing, where you mm. walk through and you're experiencing visuals that accompany the album. In which case, I'm kind of in. That sounds kind of cool. That seems like an interesting way to spend you know an hour or whatever. Um, but outside of that, I have no idea what this I was is. Gonna say, and all I can say is, you know... You know, congrats to you, Radiohead fans out there. I couldn't give less of a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, let's just move on to the next thing, which is Chia, but spelled with a T. Chia, uh, Chia. Yeah, we just kept saying Chia. 
So this is the game, uh, if you watch the PlayStation Showcase, that looks like it's made in dreams. Uh, it looks like they made Breath of the Wild meets, uh, oh, what's the everything? game? Everything. But also, I, I didn't mention it at the time, the fruit, making yourself into a fruit. You eat fruit. Oh, bug sacks? It's like bug sacks meets <laughs> Breath of the Wild made in dreams. That's how I would describe it. Yeah, so it looks very Zelda-ish. Uh, you know, it's in line with a few of the games that we've seen that are like, oh, I really like Breath of the Wild. Let's make that on a smaller yeah, exactly. scale. Um, which, you know, I really like Breath of the Wild, too. I don't I don't blame people for making it, but the mechanics seem weird in a yeah. in kind of interesting way. They seem like a lot. Yeah, so you can, uh, if you've ever played the game Everything, which is the subject of Wario 64, one of his favorite jokes, which is just to go, everything is on sale on Steam for 99 cents. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of like that, where you, you are this main character. I assume her name is Chia. I don't know. Um, Chia! Chia! <laughs> we just kept doing that. Uh, but she can, like, become different things in the world. So she can become, like, this pigeon or, like, this little butterfly. Like, she can transform it. It's like Animorphs. Yeah. Um. So I don't know exactly what that's... I'm sure there's going to be puzzle solving and things like that. But it looks... I wish it looked a little bit better. Like, if it just looked a smidge better visually, I might be sold on it. But... You know, unless this game review is crazy good, I think I'm probably out. Yeah, I'm. This is. I said during the showcase that this is about as far of a game, far away of a game being made for me as possible. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, it appeals far more to me than you. But even I just, it felt like it was made in dreams, and I could just go play it in dreams right now. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. And acknowledging these sort of blatant mechanic ripoffs like the glider from Breath of the Wild that was shown a lot in that show. Yeah, and then there was like the slingshot from other Zelda games. Like, they clearly wanted to make a Zelda game. So I was like, no, not for me. Then, lastly, before the Herman Hulse tease. Yeah, the the Hulse That I'll officially call it. The H-bomb. The last thing... The last thing was the Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy remastered announcement, which kind of comes out of nowhere for me. Yeah. Who's doing it? They didn't say, did no, they? No, they didn't say. It was so the way they did the trailer was weird. It was like, here's just gameplay from Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy. Oh yeah, we're remaking it, uh, or remastering it for PS5 and PC. So I think the big news to come out of that is actually that's coming to PC. Sure. Um I is Nathan Drake Collection one of the ones you can play on PC? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, sure either. Um but I was excited for this, A, because I've owned Lost Legacy forever and never played it. And B we both think that Uncharted 4 is weirdly underrated now. Um, so I'm excited for more people to experience this for the first time, especially, you know, again, we talked about this with the PS4 a lot, but, you know, if you grew up an Xbox person or just have only experienced Nintendo games or whatever, and the PS5 is your first PlayStation console, then you can play Uncharted, uh, you can play the Nathan Drake collection, then you can play this in beautiful, you know, 60 frames and all yeah. that, and then you can play Lost Legacy and you can get this series that you've heard so much about, you can experience that for the first time. Uh, I know that someone in chat was mentioning, I've just been meaning to start Uncharted, and this might be the thing that spurs them on, so maybe that'll happen for other people. And it's a great series, so I'm excited for the people who get to experience it again. Yeah. Or for the first time. I think I've played Uncharted 4 three times. Okay, I've only played it once. I played it when it originally came out. I played it once right as soon as I got my PS4 Pro. Mm. And then I've played it once Solid since decision. then. I and need to play it again. As it runs marginally better on the Pro... Yeah, uh, but the what the upgrade that it's going to get on this, and yeah, every time I play it, I like it more. Mm. Um, it has grown on me every time. I had sort of like my initial like sort of critiques of it when it first came out, but separated from that first playthrough 
and sort of accepting what you you know know about the game about the story beats yeah and stuff. it absolutely grows and has become right there on par with two and three um in nice. my head wow yeah so absolutely love uncharted 4 i've played maybe the first two to three out maybe two hours of uncharted lost legacy and mm. put it down this is a good reason for me to come back to that game yeah i'm excited too because lost legacy has always been one where i've had it i've downloaded it and then i've you know deleted it to make space again yeah. but the reason i've never played it is because like ah, do i want to stream it will people care you know it's not it doesn't have the same fervor obviously as the other uncharted games but um, I know people like it yeah. and it's like, do I make a YouTube thing? I've never known what to do with it. <laughs> and I feel like with the sweeping, oh, it's out again, then I can probably stream it and, and have it be a little bit more of a stream game than it might be right now. Yeah, I agree. So then Herman Hulse comes out. The H-bomb, man. And says some weird things. Mm-hmm. And you pointed out the tense of some of the words that he was using. It was strange. So he was like, he came out in the same way that like in most conferences, someone would come out and say, and we've got one more thing to show you. Like it was that it was, you know, it was around the 40 minute mark. We knew it was going to be 40 minutes. Um, So we're like, okay, well we got one more trailer, but he was like with the exclusives you're about, or like, you'll see, he said, you will. And then at some point he said, enjoy. So we were like, are we yeah. about to just get a, a flurry of announcements? And well, that we, we were. did. Because you could have picked that up and put it right at the beginning. Yeah. And you, it would have fit perfectly well. I thought you nailed it because it was like, oh, this just feels like a weird editing choice. Like they didn't know where to put it. So instead they put it at the end and the tenses was, were a little bit weird. But lo and behold, it was perfect. Yeah, it was. It, they nailed it. Because the first game that came <laughs> right after Herman Hulse yeah. was Insomniac's Marvel's Wolverine. Out of complete nowhere. Out of yeah, not even a whisper. I've of this not game heard anywhere. a whimper of it. Yeah, I was like, I I was completely shocked. And looking back and seeing the trailer again because I just quickly edited the clip for Twitter. Like we probably should have known it was. Yeah, Wolverine. I know, but it's you're under the assumption that it's Spider Man. Right. You're just and trying you're like, to. Oh, this is weird. New York dive bar. Like yeah, some villain is about to present themselves. They're going to be present in Spider Man too. Right. We were so hyper focused on how is this Spider Man that we completely missed the clues that it was Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I am incredibly excited for this, uh, insomniac. What a mad studio with however many, you know, who was it? Jason Trier that made the joke that was like 10,000 employees. My favorite reveal was that insomniac actually has 10,000 employees. Like how many games can these people make? Uh, I'm, I'm so, so excited. And with the care and love and obvious passion they had for the Spider-Man franchise, I'm sure that'll carry over to Wolverine. I hope I love Insom, and I hope that they don't just make Marvel games, but if they do, cool. <laughs> if yeah. that's what they want to do, they do it well, and I'm happy with it. I have one simple request for this game. You okay. can probably guess what it is. All right. It better be rated M. Oh, yeah. You cannot that's a good point. do a Wolverine game like this and not go full bore with the violence and, you know, really let you go to town. Well, even when even when it was show, like it was showing like the guy, you know, crumpled over in the yeah. corner. Or whatever. It was certainly like a dirty, gritty trailer. Yeah, I was like, is this Spider-Man? Like it didn't feel like Spider-Man. But so I hope that the feelings are pretty, you know, clear and cut. And maybe it is a little bit darker. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting to me is this is the first new franchise Insom has started since Spider-Man. Like mm-hmm. they went back to Ratchet and Clank. Uh, you know, there were rumors that Sunset Overdrive might be getting a port, whatever. But like, this is 
this may be the first time we see Insom do a really adult game. Yeah, because most sure. of their games are a little bit more poppy and fun, and you know everybody can play them, even if you know they appeal to everybody. It's like a Nintendo game or something. Um, so I'm really intrigued to see the tone oh, yeah. of this. I'm incredibly excited. There's just because there's no doubt in my mind this game will be anything less than good. Oh yeah, you know, in- Insom it's Insomniac. Has such a, and I've started. I think this is going to push me over the edge to maybe say that Insomniac is probably the premier developer of video games in the world. With their pace and That's quality, it's incredible. Like, sure, their games might not be like The Last of Us or GTA, but they're putting out a 9 plus out of 10 game pretty much every, every year, year. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. It's, it's incredible. Kudos. Bridging the gap between this and the other cool things <laughs> yeah. was Gran Turismo 7. Which we should say for a lot of people is very, very cool. I mentioned to you that this maybe isn't that cool for the people who would be watching this showcase, like, you know, you and I, but it will be cool. I'm sure it'll do major numbers on YouTube. Yeah. I know some people who only have a console to play Gran Turismo. That was a thing back in the PS3 days. It was like, the reason I bought my PS3 Just was for so. when Gran Turismo came out. Yeah, uh, It'll look great. It'll make full advantage, as all racing games do. It's going to look cool on the console. It's a great ad thing they can throw in. Um, we haven't seen a Gran Turismo game forever. It's been so long since... Uh, was it 6 or was it like Sport? That was a, that was a game, Gran Turismo Sport. Um, so, you know, happy for the fans of those games. You know, this is probably the most diehard simulation-y racing game. I was yeah. kind of hoping that maybe they'd show off a little bit more like forza lean and and be a little bit more fun but kudos to them for sticking to their guns i'm happy for the people who are happy for it i probably won't buy it but yeah oh we need you know what we need it for the stinger trailer reels exactly we need need it for just that purpose and that's it exactly so glad it exists get in get out and then and i'm going to present this as such because you i could probably argue that this might be too of my top five most anticipated video game sequels <laughs> of all time. Back to back. Back to back. Yeah. The first of which was Spider-Man 2. Which I did not see coming at all. No, me neither. So we see this. And we said that when the Marvel Studios logo dropped for Wolverine. Because yes. we assumed that's what it was. And we're like, we didn't think we'd see it. I saw a tweet today that was like, all y'all thinking you'll see Spider-Man 2. What do you expect from Insomniac? They're just human. Like, they need time. And then they just cursed no, off that person <laughs> twice. Yeah. <laughs> they destroyed whoever that was. Oh. What a terrible take to have, uh, unfortunately. But, like, it seemed like a rational take at the time. Like, yeah, they need more time. They haven't, you know, Miles, Miles Morales just came out last year. Um, You know, we saw this sort of grungy neon cityscape. And I thought, holy shit, they're doing Infamous. Mm, yeah, yeah, Which yeah. was then. Which, if that had happened, I would have left the room. <laughs> Like, I'd have had to. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there was this, it looked super neon. I was like, okay, maybe. And then there was a lightning bolt, which you pointed out was yellow and not blue. Uh, but, you know, just the fact that it's Spider-Man 2 is oh, incredible. Yeah, oh. Insomniac just flexing on everyone. Yeah, and so to break down what actually happened, and this is a purely cinematic trailer. I'm not going to lie. I kind of blacked out a little bit. Like, uh, I don't remember the, oh, beat, I was the keeping beats up of it. Because I'm glad you do. So basically you have... Peter Parker and Miles Morales fighting in tandem. Seemingly, you know, the yellow bolts of lightning indicate that Electro is still out and about, probably. And that seems to be the only villain that I picked up on them actually fighting. Mm. But then there is a voiceover. Clearly of some Eastern European 
persuasion. Yeah. That I can only <laughs> assume is Craven the Hunter. It's yeah, because he was talking about like finally meeting finally someone having who, like a challenge. Right. Who meets his powers. So that sounds very Craven. Yeah, and Craven's last hunt, which I've never read, but I'm familiar with the comic story of like Spider Man is his like ultimate, you know, predator prey relationship. He's trying to hunt down Spider Man. Yeah, it's uh the most dangerous game, basically. Yeah. And then basically he's like, Will you give me that challenge? But then instead of a response from Peter Parker or Miles Morales, we hear the distorted alien symbiote Venom voice yeah. respond saying like, yes, we will. Yes, we will. And then we see Venom's face and that's it. Yeah. And I'm like, don't say anything else about this game for two years. Yeah, just let it come out. Because it doesn't, and they announced 2023. Right. And I'm like, do not say anything else about it until right before it comes out. Did they put a date on Wolverine? No. Okay. I assume it's next year, but... Maybe it's further. Uh, who knows? They just wanted to excite us, and they did. Lordy. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm i so excited. I, was, I love the idea of Peter and Miles teaming together. That feels so fresh and new for this franchise that has had a lot of IP lately. Like, I'm stoked. Yeah, me too, I'm beyond man. stoked. You and I... You and I were both probably higher on Miles than a lot of people were, I think. Oh, Miles Morales was amazing. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think a lot of people... It seemed weird. There was a wave of, like, it's too short dialogue coming out. And then there was another wave of like, nah, this is perfect. Like, yeah. This is all I need. Um, I assume this will be a little bit more girthier, I'd say, than Miles Morales. But of course, yeah. I, I, I don't mind. I, I just, I, I'm so excited. And here's what I'll say: is I loved Spider-Man One. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yep. The Sinister Six, kind of, you know, a well-tread Spider-Man trope. A lot of your classic, sure. you know, Doc Ock, Vulture, Electro, like all these, you know, classic villains. Yeah. But Venom has always been my favorite Spider-Man villain. And I've really just been dying to see a really good iteration <laughs> of either Venom or Carnage. I love them both. Right. And I I couldn't pick a better way to do it. Yeah. You know, Spider-Man 3, the movie, I would, you know, if I could go back in time. <laughs> yeah. Like, first you go there. Then you go back to, like, 1960, whatever it was, prevent JFK from assass- getting assassinated. <laughs> That's number like, one on your time travel. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> JFK's number two. And just think, you know, maybe this is just in reverse chron- chronological order. Sure. Kill Hitler, number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, save Lincoln, number four. Right, okay. Um, so I'll let you interpret that as whether it was just me going chronologically or whether that was actually my no, priorities. No, that's definitely your order. But, you know, this promises to be probably the best iteration of Venom that we've seen in a long time. Yeah. And I can't wait. Yeah, I'm chomping at the bit 2023 can't get here fast enough but there will be one game that comes before then almost assuredly yes and that is god of war ragnarok oh my god they just they gave it to us they man did. they just they gave it to us hard yeah they were just like here you go here's everything uh i think it's easy to say if we count this as e3 this was the best e3 conference of the, oh yeah of oh, this season undoubtedly and Xbox had a pretty good conference but the Xbox didn't have the absolute bangers that just this one elbow had. drop and elbow yeah, drop yeah really this one was ridiculous in that regard the pacing was so interesting that they just kind of, I mentioned there like during the stream I was like they kind of lulled us to yeah, sleep it, a little bit it was bit. like oh okay cool in the beginning and they were like here we and go then, and then just rattled it off I don't think we've ever seen that many announcements in that quick a succession that were that much that those big of heavyweights that high level yeah yeah, yeah. oh I totally agree They they I like that they kind of saved it all for the end that was fun uh, God of War Ragnarok looks amazing of course love love how they I'm not gonna mention how 
they very cleverly skirted some spoilers for the first game in a way that I, I'm not sure a lot of people notice, but I will I will mention it to you off, off of course. Uh, after. But because uh, there was someone in chat, I think it was Kat, who was like, I just bought God of War. Can you wait just a second? Like basically just had to like mute, which yeah. uh, which I understand. But they were very smart about what they did and didn't spoil. Um, the teases for Thor, uh, Tyr, uh, them pursuing, you know, sort of the God of War of this world. Yeah. Freya's uh, return. Freya being back, a lot of the side characters being back, the Lake of Nine being frozen oh, over. Oh, that looks so cool. So fun. Like, you're basically dog sledding. It looks so cool. Uh, yeah, I I mean, God of War, there's a fucking statue back there. It's like my second favorite game of all time, and I am incredibly, incredibly, incredibly excited. And that's the thing, like, as much as we could say about any of these other games that, like, I'm sure they'll be good. Yeah. I'm sure this game's going to be a 10. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if I've ever been that confident in how good a game is going to be. <laughs> yeah. Besides God of War 2. It's yeah. going to be incredible. I totally agree. Cannot wait. And with that, shout out to uh, pubescent, uh, pubescent boy, boy, boy. He had puberty. Oh, okay, okay. Now I see what you're saying. He is pubescent. Yeah, fair enough. It's fun. And with, there's there's a girl he's going to flirt with. Obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very excited. That's going to be. Can't wait to hear Kratos have to give him like the sex talk. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be awesome! The birds of the bees. He's like, boy, like you just know that's gonna be like really awkward for him to try to talk. Please, about. all I'm asking, and this isn't gonna happen, but is for them to flash back to the opening of God of War One, oh, okay. where he's on that ship where all the women are just naked. That was such a core memory for like twelve year old me. It's just like there's boobs in this game. Yeah. Anyway, but with that, the PlayStation conference. PlayStation Showcase came to an end. It did. Congrats. That was awesome. Yeah, well done. Very excited. Yeah. And that's it for us almost, except for a wreck for the week. Yeah. Do you have one? No, but I'll think of one. I'm going to tell you mine. Okay. And this is going to be a little strange because when I recommend this, okay, and it is a game, it's kind of two games, it's because it was... You know, revived in my memory because for some reason these games had a little bit of traction on Reddit this week. Okay. And I am among the, you know, small but fervent fans of this franchise of games. And the franchise is Prototype. Oh, right. Okay. So (laughs) someone posted a GIF of Alex Mercer from the first Prototype game. Jumping way, like, on top of a building. Okay. Jumping up, like, 40, like yards mm-hmm. and then elbow dropping a helicopter out of the sky <laughs> and then basically saying prototype one el- elbow dropping a helicopter out of the sky was the epitome of dumb fun and i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right that's a good way to like, put it these games were just open world power trip ridiculous fun yeah like and the first the story has some nuance it's not great it's a little generic like oh kind of zombie virus taking over the city kind of thing yeah but there is some cool nuance between the first game where you play as alex mercer and the second game where you are completely anti-alex mercer he Mm. is the primary antagonist that's cool um and like twist that i didn't really remember and i don't get if you're out there and you're like there's no way you're chomping at the bit to play (laughs) prototype so i'm just gonna tell you in the first game you play as alex mercer and you come to the conclusion that oh he has amnesia and he like sort of started the virus to like rebel against these evil researchers or something to that effect. Okay. Virus consumes him. He dies, whatever, but then comes back to life. 
Turns out you're not actually the human being, Alex Mercer. You are the virus who has recreated the visage of Alex Mercer. Okay. To sort of be their, like, avatar to, like, run around the world. Right, interesting. So that is why in the second game it's much more clear that he is the villain. Right, okay. Uh, And then you play as... Uh, I forget the guy's name who's the protagonist of the second game and it doesn't really matter because he's pretty generic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically, he is the first perfect virus-human hybrid. Mm. So then you fight Alex Mercer throughout the whole game. Point being, these games were fun, open-world like action games, which is like the epitome of my favorite genre. Yeah. And if you just felt like having a game where like you are about as powerful of a being as you could possibly be in a video game, they serve that purpose well. And I really enjoyed getting the callbacks and all the memories of these games. And I do think they're playable on modern consoles because I think they got ported to PS4. There was a port at so some then you point. Can pay yeah. for it and you can buy it now too. So cool. they're, they're definitely accessible. Uh I'm split between two, but I'll go with I'll go with a more modern one. I am gonna shout out a small little game called Mini Motorways. Uh it is a PC game. I'm not sure if it's on anything else. I imagine it might be on like mobile devices, I'm not sure. Uh, but it is it is all about planning traffic uh, from different houses to different buildings. It is a very zen puzzle game, and I like it for sort of unwinding, de-stressing. I just want to do something with my brain, but I don't want to think too much. Uh, shout out! It's a very pretty game. It's very cute. It's from the people who made Mini Metro, which mm-hmm. is a decently well-known indie game. Uh, I like this one more. I think it's interesting enough i think it's challenging enough but it, it kind of calms me down and i like that so about as polar opposite of a yeah. game as you could have possibly <laughs> yeah exactly that's a good way to go out yeah on this very special playstation showcase centric episode episode 20 of double tap what a day next week we'll be legal age 21 hey but still less special than 20 i guess sure but soon enough now that we have officially officially i guess wrapped e3 season question mark sure we will at long last recap all right our predictions for all of e3 season and we will count this as the end okay so starting with you know the opening of e3 all the way to now (laughs) the three month e3 we will count all of our predictions as part of that time period cool so we will recap that for you soon enough so get hype about that but until then we're tapping out